Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. In today's episode, we will be discussing unworthiness and why we tend to feel unworthy when it comes to receiving love. And I absolutely love that Bible scripture of the Proverbs 31 woman and how she portrays herself and how she carries herself. And that is how each one of us should be carrying ourselves because we have God in our lives and he is the one that tells us and calls us by what we are called to be in our purpose. And with this woman in Proverbs 31, she is a woman that does not just sit idly and wait for things to happen. She is always preparing, always working and doing things to take care of her household and her future. And I love the fact that she is so confident and secure in who she is because she puts her value in God and her worth in God. And her husband does the same as well. So they are both very powerful together because God is at the center and he is the one leading them and guiding them to fulfill their purpose. And so when I go into this episode, it's going to be discussing three different attachment styles that I've looked into, and let's go ahead and dive into them. Okay, so the first attachment style when it comes to being in relationships is a healthy attachment style, which is both allowing us to give and receive love in a functionable way. And this has to do from when we were children and how we received love. So 
maybe coming from our parents who were always consistent with being present and paying attention to us and giving us that stability in our lives and secureness of love. And the next one, the next relationship style is the anxious attachment style. And so with this one, it's where parents are inconsistent and their emotional presence and their ability to both love and soothe and they couldn't always be counted on emotionally. So what this translates into adulthood is where we look at relationships as being unstable and we feel the need to cling or to pull them close. And this actually causes someone to question whether or not they deserve that loving and secure relationship. They're always anxious. And the third attachment style is the avoidant one. That is typically the result of a family dysfunction and emotional manipulation in childhood. If our parents were emotionally unavailable or made intense love emotions manipulative or corrosive, we tend to develop avoidant attachment styles where we grow scared of intense emotional connection and then we develop reasons why we don't want it or why we don't deserve it or why we don't need it. And this is actually from a study that was published in the U.S. National Library of Medicine National Institutes of Health in 2008. And, you know, by looking into these three different attachment styles, it made me realize, like, you know, what is it that we can, like, is it possible to ever, like, if we had these feelings in our childhood, is it possible to overcome this? And the answer is yes. If right now you are in the anxious attachment style or you are in the avoidant attachment style, it is possible to enter into a healthy attachment style where you are secure in yourself because that comes from God. Once you receive Jesus into your life and you continue to put him at the center when it comes to any relationship that you're in, then you will always have that feeling of secureness, stability, worthiness, and you don't need that from anyone else. So, you know, I'm not saying that if someone treats you like you're unworthy, that you should just go to God and continue to put up with the way they're treating you. No, like voice, vocalize it and let that person know like, hey, like you did this and you're making me feel this way. But also, remember who you are in Jesus Christ and who he has called you to be. And I also want to keep it real with you and just take it back to 2018. I know for me, when I was dealing with a breakup, it was a lot. And I just felt like my world was crashing down. Why? Because I put all of my feelings of worthiness and value and I just lost myself I put it all into that person when it should have been put into God and realizing my worth and so for for you that are listening if you feel like you are losing yourself 
you need to take time to separate yourself and remember who you are in Jesus Christ and who God has called you to be. Um, and, you know, I, I, I would be lying to you if I said it was easy to constantly have these mind battles with yourself and affirm yourself with positivity. It is, it's challenging to this day for me. Like every day I have to affirm myself and just tell myself who I am and be confident in it because it's so easy for the devil to just like trickle in with these whispers and then all of a sudden it's like not one whisper but it's 10 whispers and then if you keep listening to that and it's just like a record player in your mind then you're going to start to believe it so if you hear that little whisper from the devil you need to block it out and say peace out and go ahead and go with the truth and what is in the bible and keep affirming yourself and tell yourself all of the the things that are true and I also wanted to talk about this book that I read, and it was such a great book. Highly recommend it to you that are listening, and I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background of what it's about, and it was about 480 pages, and like I read, but it takes me probably like a month and a half to finish a book um, because I read very slowly, but this one, and it was like 480 pages. I finished it in one week. That tells that tells you guys that it was a really good book. I haven't read a book like that in years, probably since I was little, like Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul or something. Um, but anyway, so this is like the background of the book. It's called Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. I'll also link it in the notes. So, Redeeming Love is based on the biblical character of Hosea in which God tells his prophet Hosea to marry this prostitute, Gomer. And this book illustrates God's faithfulness to Israel despite Israel's sin. And the novel is set in the 19th century and it's told mostly from the perspective of the prostitute and her name is Angel. Her birth name is Sarah, but she hasn't told anyone her name since being sold into prostitution at the age of eight. And so when God tells Michael Hosea to marry her, he obeys her, but he's struggling like, oh God, are you sure you want me to marry her? And God is very clear and he tells him yes. So he obeys him um, and his command proves to be more of a challenge to him than he bargained for. And Angel consistently runs away from him, first in search of freedom, and then to escape the love she is starting to feel for Michael. And yet Michael is so patient, loving and kind, and is always just there waiting for Angel to take her back and love her. And this is a symbol of God's faithfulness and protection for us as human beings because we tend to focus on trying to control everything without God and once we let God into our lives and we seek him and we go to him then that's when the blessings start to truly happen and he works miracles in our life and it's when we let him take control and so yeah, I just really love this book and how it's symbolic of God's love for us and how 
we tend to go into our sinful ways and we think that we can do it all on our own and just be in control when in reality we can't do life without God by our side guiding us, protecting us, leading us in the right direction. And so, yeah, I think that this would be a great book for you to read and I'll link it down in the note. So I also wanted to share some examples with you in case you're wondering if, you know, I am relatable to you and I've felt feelings of unworthiness because real talk I have. And here are some specific examples that I can give you of times where I felt unworthy. And first off, like my two love languages are quality time and words of affirmation. So in the past, when I've allowed words to be joked around and then they get to the level of like high intensity offensively, then I, you know, I allowed that. I allowed that those words and that behavior to the point where it just became something that was very normal in the sense of like berating or just um, putting each other down rather than lifting each other up with words of affirmation. And so when I did get words of affirmation, it didn't mean much and I couldn't receive it because it was more of words that were joked around or words that were offensive. So those are times when I felt unworthy. Other times could have been from past triggers. So something that was from my past and it triggered me in the present and I had to be like, no, like that is not going to happen again. That's another time I felt unworthy. And another thing is reliving your past and putting yourself through this like loop of like feeling disgrace and Un, feeling unhonorable because of the things that you've done in your past when you don't have to keep reliving that 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 sin if it was in the past and you've already received Jesus into your life know that he already took that from you he died for your sins and you don't have to continue to relive it over and over he's already you've already been forgiven and so yeah I hope that this was helpful um, I shared my heart, I shared some examples, I shared the book that I read, and yeah, I'm excited for those of you to read the book because my friends that I have referred the book to, they all love it and they finish it so quickly, um, but yeah, I really appreciate you all for listening and I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and leave a review and a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. Because when you leave a review, it allows this podcast to be heard and to an even greater audience. And there is more people out there that need to hear this. So again, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon.